spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Oh, yeah. What's up, party people? Get you over the hump. Is that what the kids say now? Just get you over the hump, kids. Hey, everybody. <laughs> is get you over the is hump. Is it still hump day? Is it is Wednesday still hump day? I don't know. Is I only day? saw one camel on Twitter today. I, wasn't, they, I wasn't sure about that. Did they still call it the hump day? I Are don't know. downhill now? When do we start to go down the hill? They dip is it out? At noon? Was it dipping out? Oh, dipping! No, dipping out's when you're getting out of here. I always say noon, right? Because that way is the peak of the hump. The peak of the hump hump is at noon. There, Becky has spoken it. It is shall be ruled as such. Uh, Unra, which sounds like something that you would go, you know, like uh, a bank. Like, right? Isn't there, like, right. some of the stuff, the UNRWA, like, when they have to read, like, you know, instead of FDIC, it's it's UNRWA, whatever. I thought UNRWA was the stuff when you're making spaghetti. It's the stuff that's in the water when you drain it. It could be. The UNRWA. Could be. But this happens to be something different. This happens to be, and if you guys aren't following, there is a, a skirmish going on, or we like to call it a war, between uh, Hamas, not Palestine, but Hamas, Hamas, Hamas. and Israel. Yes. And uh, the UN has a very special place in their heart for for the Palestinians. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's uh, the, 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 they call, and I've been there now, and I've gone to this. I, I, do you think when they talk about the Palestinian refugees, and they say they live in refugee camps? I don't live in refugee. Camps. Do, do you think like I for for year for most of my life, I thought that meant they were living out in the middle of the desert in big tents? No, I I swear that's what I thought. I follow and then, some people yeah. that that live in, in in Palestine now. This is pre the war. Yeah. You look at it, it's tropical, they're, they're fruit, there's big markets, yeah. they're going down, they're all yeah. wearing Nikes. It's the city. That's not the way, no, that is the way it was. I, I'm I'm there, I was there, and I went into a Palestinian refugee camp, and and I said, where is it? And they said, this is it. It's just in the middle of the city, it's apartments, it looks just like the rest of the city, but the people that live there, they call them Palestinian refugees. And the reason they want to remain as Palestinian refugees is because they get extra benefits. They get this U.N. stuff. They think at some point there's going to be some settlement between Israel and uh, and, and the Palestinians and the Arabs and the United States and Europe. And that they're going to get paid for being refugees for this long. They're going to get paid for not going back into Israel and moving into their great-grandfather's house that he had back in 1937. And and that's why they continue to call themselves refugees. And I ask you, Chad, Never. what other... Tell me some other people who have been displaced, and they're not the first ones. This goes back forever. There's always wars and people being displaced and things happening. Tell, tell me after World War II... All the people that were displaced, the Jews that had to leave, that had to leave all the Arab countries, that had to leave the European countries, they're refugees. Yeah. Who calls them refugees anymore? Well, nobody. It's, it's great for the look, and 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 you and I. So, for you guys who don't know what UNRWA is, it's it's the it's the UN's works and something program for 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 only for the Palestinians. By the yeah. way, any other refugees. Yep. So, if you're in Sudan right now and you've literally been chased out of your home, your family's been murdered, and you're trying to get to like Italy because you have nowhere to go. You're stuck in this plot of refugees and everybody else. If you're Palestinian, you're yeah. in a special one. But every other place, when you're a refugee, when you're when you're displaced, when you're leaving your country, when you're kicked out because of war or famine or whatever it is, you move somewhere else, Chad. Yeah. You, you find somewhere else. You don't have generation after generation after generation sitting there waiting for something that's not going to happen and calling yourself a refugee. And this under group, look, we're here to talk about this today because it's now been uncovered, what Israel's been saying for years, which is that UNRWA 
is in Hamas, that they are not that they're one and the same, but that they are very interwoven, oh, they're interwoven. and and that they that that UNRWA and this has been known that UNRWA because they want to work with the with the Palestinians and in Gaza and Hamas controls Gaza, that they basically put up with what Hamas says and they're interwoven in there. So what we've learned now is without question. 12 UNRWA employees literally participated. They were the terrorists that went into Israel on October 7th and killed and raped and, and murdered. And that's that. These were UNRWA employees that did that. 12 they of now, them. Now, according to the UN, have been let go. They, yeah, they, they let that them is, go. Uh, that's such a UN. The UN is an, useless. But what we also now know is that 1,200 UNRWA employees, about a tenth of the entire workforce there, uh, are in Hamas. We know they are. Like they have evidence that these people are Hamas people in Hamas, either in the military wing or other wing. They are Hamas people. And that 6,000, about half of the UNRWA staff are in some ways tied and interwoven with Hamas, whether it's family members are Hamas or it's it's incredible. And so a picture being Israel now and the world, which is giving billions of dollars to the U.N. Mostly America. uh, Mostly America for UNRWA to give to the Palestinian people. And it's literally being done. These are the people who run their schools, who run their markets, who run the people who are teaching their kids, these Palestinian kids. And it's Hamas. And the world is paying Hamas terrorists to get to teach propaganda to these kids. And the United States has given them a three hundred, three hundred fifty million dollars a year. Unbelievable. uh, Look, I've said bring it to an end. Push back. I, I. I I look at the UN and I think it is it is a waste of time. I think you've got too much corruption there. Remember the oil for, you know, the oil deals that were being done for food and all this stuff. It is never. It is a place where you know you've got the likes of China and everybody sitting on the Human Rights Board and everybody damning Israel. And you, uh, do you see that? Was it last week? They asked. How many times have you tried to, you know, go after all of these nations? Never once. How many times Israel? 16 times. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because that's what they do. That's what they do. It's a waste of time. And UNRWA is, if you think about the amount of money that, like, and and I tried to explain this to somebody. Imagine, you know, we've got one of our public works or one of our, you know, you know, 4-H club or whatever you want to do. And they happen to be working with Al-Qaeda. And we're funding them. You would be like, "Oh my God, the Peace Corps!" Right? No, no, it's insane. No, it's it's insane. And it's been going on for decades. And so, what's happened now? The U.S. and a whole bunch of our allies have said, "Hey, we're 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 pausing. We're freezing our payments to UNRWA, as they should, because you're basically giving money to a terrorist organization oh, within 100%, the UN, hundred percent. And you're having the uh, o- o- AOC." Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she came out today and said the United States can't do this. You can't stop giving money. And, and look, I get what she's saying, that these are people here who need this help, but not through this. Yeah. You have to stop this. And so th- I, I am truly hopeful that this is the time where we stop giving money to UNRWA, that we let that die and find it. Like, if these folks have to eat, we got we to give them food to eat. Nobody's saying otherwise. Although I will also tell you what we now know is 80% of the food and things, go the supplies Where's going go? into Gaza, it's going to Hamas. Oh, yeah. It's not going to UNRWA. It's not going to the UN. It's not going to the people. It's going to fund and feed Hamas soldiers and their terrorists. Just to give you guys it's insane, and we just keep sending it. Two different looks of what it was like over there in Palestine. If you went to Gaza, it was a hot mess. It was nasty. Even if it's best, I mean, it wasn't like you said the tents in the middle of the desert. But who's it run by? Hamas. If you go, there's the PLO. Right down there in West Bank, running West Bank, it. Yep. It looks modern. Stuff was going on. I mean, it's. I, I was there. I yeah. was in Ramallah. It, I was there. 
totally different, and it just shows you what's going on. And I heard earlier that the Pentagon says, well, we should, we, we'll definitely entertain recognizing uh, potentially Palestine as a country and a two-state solution after the war. Whatever. Well, I mean, I, at I, this point. I, the, the problem with that, and look, I, I want that too. I, I want there to be a two-state solution and, and deal with it. But I will tell you, what happens when it's a two-state solution and now it's a country Instead of being an area that Israel has some security, we just saw what happened with Gaza. What happens if Gaza is an independent country and Israel can't just go in there and arrest people or kill people? Yeah. Can't do what it does now, and they get weapons and they get and they're literally on. It, it's, it's like war. saying it's like saying Tempe and Phoenix. That's how close they are. Yeah. They're just they're next to each other. They're on top of each other. It's a, it's just a constant war. Like how do you have a you can't you how do you, you can't trust crazy. them. And, 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 you know, Bibi Netanyahu, for all of his faults, I am with him on this. There will be no two-state solution ever if Hamas yeah. and the PLO are still around. That's it, period. But, it, you can't have it. But the question is, how do you, and I agree with that, and I think most people would agree with that, but how do you how do you stop it? Because even if when it starts, let's say they come up with an, an Arab organization that's going to tentatively run the, the new country, and then they're going to get, you know, they're going to build a constitution, and they're going to do all this stuff, and then... Ten years from now, they have an election, and Hamas wins. I mean, how how do you stop well, you that? You have to make it so it's illegal for Hamas but, to, to. But Hamas won in Gaza. Yeah, it they, was. It well, was. The, they, yeah, they won. Then there was. It's. It's questionable, but it's they, questionable. That's, but yeah. you put it in. You know, I mean, Carrie Lake said she really wanted gossip, but that's a totally different story. Oh, Chad, you're just being mean now. I can't believe it. Wow. Oh, no, it is questionable. Uh, Barry, in for the likes of uh, Gatos, and and mind everybody, Monday, 2 p.m. to 4, you've got Joe, you've got Chris, brand new show, then 4 to 7, you've got uh, the likes of uh, Bruce St. James, the awesome Bruce, and, of course, Gatos here, keeping you uh, company until 7. And it's 7 o'clock, it's Chad Benson. That's me. 7 to 10 right here on KTAR. So uh, we've got a lot of stuff still to get to. We're going to talk about, well, you know, uh, you know, there's so much stuff. We could talk about Hunter Biden. Oh. Which, you know, it's all disinformation and the laptop's not real, says 52 (laughs) of my closest friends. It says definitely Russia. Can we please talk about Hunter? I just want to play you one line. Okay, we're going to do this one line. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. The Big Q. Big Q brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Uh, Police in Gilbert were called uh, to the now infamous In-N-Out Burgers hundreds of times about teen violence over the past four years. Should In-N-Out take some responsibility for the attacks on their property? No. No, they shouldn't. Ridiculous. 64% say no. By the way, by the way, 97% of those calls were just the cops wanting to get a double double. Nothing wrong with that. That's what that's what that is. What? There's another closed one? An in and out? First ever in and out closed in Oakland because the crime is so bad that people. People is it worse so than Gilbert? It's the, it, they closed it because people were showing up in Oakland because it was right next to the airport. Yeah, They would park their cars. Everything would be stolen. <sighs> the, and we're talking like hundreds of break-ins a day, some people were saying. Oh, my God. And so they said, we can not We can no longer afford to keep it open. Wow. If As soon as you said Oakland, I knew you were going to say. Your city. Oakland. I'm going to tell you how bad your city sucks. If you can't keep an In-N-Out burger afloat, yeah. your city is a hot mess. And those... This is all on the heels of they condemned Israel. They went and did one of those cheesy boats yeah. with like, oh. we condemn Israel and for the river to the sea, but we can't stop crime here. Oakland is the worst. They should just put a police substation right there at the in and out and just kept that safe. That should be the one safe spot, the island in Oakland. All you got to do is get there. It's just, it's crazy. It's absolutely the incredible. first one I think ever closed. 
Coming up, that's, I'm sure you're right because they're so successful. Coming up at 3:45, the guys with the new show, Chris Merrill, Joe Hazinga, they're going to join us here, right here, live on the air. Apparently, we're videoing it. It's very exciting in here. The lighting. I, I look. How do I look? How do I look with the lights? I'm going to be honest with you. Nah. They came in here a little while ago, <laughs> and they started turning lights on out of nowhere. So Jeremy, the guy who does all of our stuff, he rolls in here and he he kind of looks at us. He get, looks at us in this like, "Hey, what's up?" And then he sh- shuts the windows. Oh my goodness! Turns on the lights. It feels a little weird in here now. That's right. I feel like we're about to be on video. I have to. I had to put my bottle of bourbon away. It's it's weird. It's getting very serious, but it's going to be nice. Chris and Joe, they'll join us at three forty five. Uh, you don't want to miss that. And uh, this Hunter Biden thing. Okay, talk to me. I have to tell you. This we how, know your love of all of these things. I, I, I really, I think it's just such a, a huge waste of time in all politics. If Hunter Biden uh, committed crimes, which apparently he did, I think he did, he should be prosecuted and convicted and put in jail. And whatever would happen to anybody else, I think that should happen. I honestly don't think most people would ever be con- uh, prosecuted for some of the stuff he's doing. But okay, go get him. But what's going on in Congress? Well, the gun stuff. There are people that went to jail for that. Then he should go to yeah, jail. Yeah. I have, I have no, I have no problem yeah. with that. If somebody broke a broke a law. Go get him, and if it's if the if he has more of a spotlight on him because his dad is the president, go get him. And I, I know I say that about Trump. You know, people say sometimes Trump is people people are looking at Trump and he's being accused of crimes that most normal people wouldn't be accused of. I'm like, he put the he put the spotlight on himself. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's it doesn't mean it's necessarily fair, but that's how it is. You put yourself in the spotlight. Some of that's not going to be good for you. I'm okay with that. If it's if you break the law, you go to prison. That that's how this works. The Hunter Biden stuff in the Congress is literally just a political show. And they keep, it's been going on now for over a year, Chad. And we still don't have any evidence that Joe Biden took money, took a bribe, did something because of the bribe, nothing. We have allegations everywhere, but nothing actually happens. And the guy who's running it is a congressman named uh, uh, Jim Comer. And Jim Comer's heading this big committee and, he, and, he's, uh, and he's doing it. And he went on, they, they, they're, been, they're doing it all behind the scenes now. They did one public hearing and it was so bad. They had witnesses come in who did not testify the way they thought they were going to testify. They did not give them the, there was no smoking gun. There's nothing there. So everything now has been in private hearings and they kind of just talk about it. They, they say whatever they want. They go on Fox and they make these, they make these, uh, these, these little reports. He went on Fox on Hannity yesterday and Jim Comer did. And Hannity said, you know, did you get anything on this stuff in 2019? Did you get anything on this stuff in 2020? And Jim Comer says, and I, I was just laughing and laughing. Jim Comer says, <laughs> he says, these people that these witnesses, they come in and they forget all the bad stuff. And they don't say anything bad. So what they think the witness is going to say, because they've been hyping it and hyping the witness. This, was, this is a witness who's going to come in and say, Hunter gave Joe Biden $100,000 and Joe Biden did this with that 100000 from China. And then the witness comes in and says, yeah, I never met Hunter Biden. Or, yeah, I gave him 5000 once because I lost a game of bocce ball to him. You know, it's like stuff like that. Yeah. It's just completely innocuous. And the real evidence that you think you're going to get never, ever materializes. And it was Jim Comer admitting that on Fox to Hannity. These people, they, they never, they always seem to forget the, the, the incriminating the bad stuff. They, he said the bad stuff when they show up. And it's because it doesn't exist. Well, I don't know if it doesn't exist. Let's well, be real. Let's be, let's if it existed, we'd have it by now. Would we? Yes. Would we really have it yes. by now? Chad, look, this, this is you, such a show. A it's know, a let show. Let me ask you a question. You yeah. have 55 people yeah. who are supposed to be the biggest and bestest intelligence agents sign on and say, this is definitely Russian disinformation, having known that it really wasn't, but they were willing to go lie about it. What, are you, ta- what are you talking about now? When the, the original laptop thing. Oh. You had all of those people lie, say, oh. That makes me think you, you. there's something out there. It's weird that a guy who did absolutely nothing, you can't tell me that you didn't use your dad's 
position. He, he absolutely uses dads absolutely. to get and to make money. you can't tell me because your dad that's is, not That's not illegal. And your dad has lied on your investigation, said he's never once talked about business. All the way up to now, it's, well, we didn't do business together. So you've changed your story on several occasions. Now, I'm not saying he did anything, and I'm not even saying some of the money he may have gotten, he wasn't even in the office. But to... Again, we could talk about how skeezy some of the stuff That's is easy. now they use it. But to say that, you know, there was never anything there or wasn't worth investigating. The minute you told me it wasn't real and then I found out 55 did and then I found out that they knew it was, that makes me think you've lied for a reason. Well, let, let me let me ask you this. If I lie to you let, about something let, that you're let, interested in, I get a bunch of people and yeah. then you find out it's true. You're going to think I, something untoward is happening. I think the I think the bigger issue is, and I don't know how you stop this unless you make new laws. The bigger issue is how family members oh. capitalize on their their parents or their whatever it is their their influence the to make money. And it's and I can flip this around and do this with Trump. That oh absolutely that, that if, if, you know Ivanka got patents in China that none of us would ever, ever get. get. And she got them while he's in office yeah. and it was so obvious what was going on. You talk about how Jared Kushner, Ivanka's husband, that, that they they get out of office after doing all this stuff with Saudi Arabia and they give him $2 billion to invest. A guy who has never had a money fund, who has never done this kind of stuff. They, the, I am the, totally, look, the I, advisory panel of that sovereign investment fund in Saudi Arabia said don't give him the money and the prince guy who was in charge said we're giving him the money. Yeah, so, Why do we think that happened? No, oh, so, uh, look, but it's I, not illegal. No, it's I'm not, not saying illegal. it's illegal. I'm not saying, and Hunter Biden making millions of dollars and getting on boards that he shouldn't have been on. It's it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But it's not illegal. You know, having, you know, hey, my painting sold for $2 million. Right. I mean, those are the wackiest things in the world. Right. Uh, no offense. Look, the, you, the, you, the most shocking thing is that he survived any of this because he smoked so much yeah. crack. At some level, I feel bad for the guy. Look, his brother died. He was always in his brother's shadow. If I want to get, I'm going to get weird psychological for a second. The brother Bo, was, he, he was the star of the family. Absolutely. He was the smart guy. He was the lawyer. He was in the military. He was the guy. I don't know if this is true or not. He was the guy who was going to run for president at some point in his life. Yeah, that's and, what everybody thought. And, and, then, and then he died. And for whatever guilt or... Hunter's a mess. He was absolutely a mess. And he somehow lived through it. And to make him go through this now, to me, just seems painful after he's apparently cleaned himself up and all that. I don't wish it, any ill will on him. But, but if he broke the law, he should go to prison. You know, I, I, I'm fine with that. And, and this is the difference to me for people who's, who are so supportive of Trump that they, they're blinded by it and other stuff. I will say that all day long. Republican, Democrat, if you broke the law, go to jail. And, and Trump people don't say that about their own people. Everything, no, is, everything is the government coming to get them. It's a conspiracy. It's everything else. How about it's just a guy who broke the law? Is that possible? Oh, it's totally possible. Okay. Again, I'm not saying it's not possible. What I'm saying, though, is when you... Run a disinformation campaign about some of the things that happened only to find out they're true. It's only natural for individuals to go, you lied to me, so there must be something there. Right. The more transparent you are, you know this, the less there is to look. So it's, it's you know, the Streisand effect. And we'll jump to a break here in a sec. Do you remember that? Streisand sued somebody over, they took vi video of her, like her house. Yeah. And only a few people knew where it was. And then it got out because she filed a lawsuit and wanted to do all right. stuff. Then everybody in the world knew it was. So if you're transparent, you kind of let some stuff go. I think it doesn't turn out. But the minute you say, no, nothing to see here, like a kid, they want to see what's going on there. He's Barry Infragato's coming up in a little bit, guys. I know we got the cameras on. Oh, uh, man. They're going to be here. They're going to sit across from us. Oh. It, it's, it's, Are we allowed to look them in the eye? It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Paul the Notes will be here in just a little bit. It's the Gators <laughs> to Chat Show.
right, coming up a little bit, I was just talking to him. Uh, Chris Merrill and Joe oh. Heisinger are going to join the program. They start 2 till 4 on a Monday. Monday the 5th. Monday the 5th. So be here, and then you're going to have, uh, tomorrow we're going to have Bruce and Gatos on the Gatos and Chat Show, which is just <laughs> soak that up. As a, as a guest. As a kind guest. Kind of a on. weird uh, thing that's going on. Whatever. Hey, uh... <laughs> Phoenix PD Oversight Director says, uh, I don't have any independence. I can't do this gig. So uh, this is crazy, Chad. So you, you know what's been going on for the last couple of years. Oh, the, yeah. the Department of Justice has been investigating the, the Phoenix Police Department, saying that they're doing some stuff that's un, that's not right, that's unjust, that's not uh, civil rights violations, things like that. And it's the concern is they're going to come in with some findings of things that went bad. Now, in the meantime, new police chief, new management, new, new policies. And... They're going to come in. They're going to put a monitor on on the Phoenix Police Department, which costs Phoenix million. It will cost Phoenix millions and millions of dollars. And we know this because the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, because of Sheriff Joe, has had this monitor. I mean, it's just it it slows everything down. Everything has to go through the federal government and this monitor. It costs millions and millions of and dollars. Every other police thing that has gone through it have said they never leave. They're not. It, yeah. it becomes a nightmare. Yeah. for it's, policing. It just never. It just never ends, and it's it it doesn't fix the problem, it just never ends. So Phoenix, we, we saw this in the last couple of weeks, there's been kind of this, I don't want to call it a PR campaign, but they've obviously been coming out, a lot of people with the police department and with the city and others saying, this is not what Phoenix needs. We don't need uh, a monitor. We can do this ourselves. We understand. Let us know what was wrong. We'll fix it and we'll take care of it. And that's been the kind of the mantra. Like, we don't want to be spending millions and millions of taxpayer dollars on this monitor that never goes away, but we understand there's an issue. We'll take care of it. Trust us. And now what you just said is what happened is this this guy within the Phoenix Police Department who was running the office uh, of, of oversight. He's the police department's oversight director. He just resigned and he resigned in his letter of resignation said this office does not have the, the responsibility and the authority to do what is necessary to do this job. That is that is <laughs> it's over. The, yeah. the idea that there's not going to be a monitor now if the Justice Department investigation finds it's necessary. It's done. Because they, this guy just unearthed that the Phoenix Police Department is not taking this seriously. It's not independent. They're not independent. They're not. They're not having someone there to monitor itself. How can they? How can they be trusted? It's I don't know. It's huge be, it's piece of be news. Weird. So be prepared. The feds are going to be running our police. That's yeah. exactly how the founding fathers dreamed of it. Uh, he is Barry in uh, Fergados. Coming up next, two to four, starting Monday. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinger. What's this new show about? We're going to talk to them. They have. Carved out a little time for us. We'll talk to them. I feel so privileged. I really do. It's <laughs> amazing. Straight ahead. It is the Gatos and Chad Show. We can't even get their chairs correct. Joining us now uh, on Monday. Is... Uh, as you can say this, we've got a new lineup. If you guys haven't heard, <laughs> Monday, it starts the 5th. That's February. Who's on it? Uh, it is you. Joe Isaac Joe and Chris Lloyd. Merrill. It's the Christian Joe Show starting Monday, 2 p.m., followed by Bruce St. James and Gatos at 4 to 7. Now, let's get to it. Who the hell are you guys? Wait, why are you come here? Come on, you just left out the, oh, seven the, the to Chad ten. Benson I'm on seven to I, I, usually have, I usually have to say that part. But I'm I'm here right now because I want to know who are you and why are you in our studio? <laughs> well, I helped you prep the show today. Why wouldn't I be here uh, now? Uh, well, it's, it's a different thing. We got Chris Mel. Chris, let's hey, buddy. enough with Joe. He's, yeah. You, yeah, you're right. going to do all the heavy lifting in this thing anyway. So <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. Anywhere. No Listen, doubt. Uh, so I am here, and I'm super excited to be here. I mean, I know everybody says, oh, I'm super excited to be here, but I'm genuinely excited. And, and Chad, you've been places, Barry, I worked with Barry in the past, so we know you've been, some places are not quite as conducive to keeping people happy and having nice, uplifting conversations and being good humans. Yeah. Some places is like, hey, man, let's, 
who can we upset today? And it's like, I'm so excited to be in the environment that KTAR has where it's like, let's have some nice conversations. Let's talk about the news. Let's disagree. Yeah. And let's, let's, you know, let's, let's duke it out over what we disagree on. But in the end, Hey man, let's go get a scotch. Yeah. Right, oh, hey, now we're talking. Yeah. Barry's an alcoholic. I got we'll go a, Barry's language. <laughs> I got a text from Barry on Monday night. He's like, Hey, don't forget you owe me a scotch from like eight years ago. <laughs> it's true. All right, that's great. Yeah. Barry, man, you can remember that Chris stuff. is oh, I remember when people owe me things. He it's put it in his, booze. It's in his calendar and well, just he's like a snooze for one more Chris, day. Snooze for one every day. Chris had this thing where like every couple weeks he goes, When are we gonna get together for that scotch? <laughs> <laughs> and then he left. And then he left. So he's yeah. back now. Yeah. All right, Joe. This is exciting. We know you back in the day as Mr. Lloyd Banks. You yep. have been on the program on numerous occasions, filling in and doing all the things. So yeah. what am I gonna expect? Two PM, I'm on the golf course after my long day of work, getting there ready for stuff. I tune into you guys. What am I getting? The biggest story of the day. Chris and I will be doing a deep dive on it. We want to, I told Chris, it was like, let's get episodic, man. Let's talk with people about why things are happening. So we'll tell them the big story, but then we'll tell them why we think the way we do about it. We want to hear from them. Why do they think what they think about it? So we'll get episodic. We'll, we'll go deep, a little bit psychological. Ooh, episodic. Episodic is, I have to start looking up words now. This is getting complicated. Well, that's going to be I'll, exciting. I'll just stick to scotch and gin for you, Barry. That'd We're be good. helpful. Episodic. I yeah. like that. So, uh, brother, you've been here before, and then you were in San Diego. You've been yeah. all over the place. You've yeah. done, you know, you yes, KFI in LA and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you glad to be back here in the Phoenix area, dude? I mean, there's a reason everybody's coming here, right? I yeah. mean, it's like this it's is a golf tournament. It's the golf tournament. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, what is it uh, like? This is the fastest expanding metro in the country, oh, or, or something, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it just blows everything away. So there's so much going on here, so much happening, and even look, I lived here. I think we sold our house in Mesa in 2000. Yeah, I think it was in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. In fact, I think we had to sign the papers digitally because the title company was like, nobody's coming in anymore, oh, wow. right? So we sold our place, and then of course it doubled in value right after that. Um, but uh, even just from four years ago everything's just it's blowing up it's expanding so quickly you can't even possibly keep up and i try to keep up with the news so i'm seeing you know like buckeye hey we're gonna have eight hundred thousand people here in the next 10 years i'm like cool do you have water like we have water for at least ten thousand. like (laughs) i think you're a little short there gang so you know i've been i've been paying attention to it it, it's it's a different world today than it was five years ago and it will be in another five years and i think the thing that excites me the most about it is that it's constantly changing and moving forward. Chad, you were in California. I mean, you've seen everybody like leaving. Like you feel yeah. like some places are going the wrong direction. Oh, there's no doubt California right? has decided that's the direction it's, they want. They're to going take. the wrong direction, and I and not just politically. I mean, but like the city. Like what else is going to happen to certain cities yeah. in California? Like there's nobody else coming in. It's not like things. It's How not like going to be anything new. Are you going to allow before people decide that we're not going to have a tax base and everything? The only thing you're going to have there is going to be empty office buildings, right? Yeah. That's going to be it in the future, but here, like, we're going to have new things built. You know, my, my in-laws live in Queen Creek, and uh, as I was going down Ellsworth, I saw the new sports complex out there. Blew my mind. Like, that wasn't here. I think it was being built maybe when I left or something, but it's just, it's incredible to watch that kind of expansion right across from Costco, right? I mean, it's just, it's <laughs> wild to watch those sorts of things and be like, what's next? Like, this is so cool. Can't wait to see the next thing. And not every place is like that. No. no we got go. Chris Merrill and Joe Heisinga yeah. Monday, 2 p.m. It is Chris and Joe show. Uh, you guys happen to start at a good time because there's a thing coming up in November called 
an election. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Sure have. And how excited are you guys to get rock and roll into this? Well said. Okay, wow. excited, that's Joe. good. Radio, radio. No, I, very <laughs> excited, but but the thing is, is Chris and I have talked a lot about this too. Obviously, it's divisive, and. When when I hear that word election, I think a lot of people out there think like, oh, doom and gloom. I really need to dig my heels in. So I'm excited to talk about it in a way that doesn't go doom and gloom and to find a way to, you know, be here for everybody and talk about some of the more uplifting things. And the fact that, guess what? 2026, there's going to be another election. 2028, there's going to be another election. The world's not going to end in 2024. No. Well, it might end. That depends. Well, now, see, that's funny you say <laughs> yeah. that, because that's the one thing that he and I have in common, is we both feel like everyone's going to say, like, we will not survive four oh, years of... Yeah. People have been saying They've that been for a hundred years, that's right? right? Ever, since I was a child and many, many moons before me, mm-hmm. this is the most important election of our time. We will not survive another four years wins. of Polk. We'll, <laughs> what? It'll be another four years, and then we move on to somebody else. Yeah. If, if our democracy is that weak, yeah. we don't deserve it. We're in a lot God bigger trouble. Well, there's people out there who want to make you think that, too. Well, well that's because it's money, baby. Then both sides. Big they, money. They get everybody upset. It's they make a lot money. of money. The more upset you are, the more money you make. I can't be a boxing promoter if I can't do, get two guys to punch each other. All right, Chris Merrill's here. Uh, Joe Heisinga. It's the new Chris and Joe show, 2 to 4 on KTAR starting on Monday. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have, what, what are like the, you, you, have you had this yet? What are the top couple of, of uh, story ideas, the, the top topics in, in the Phoenix area you're going to be covering when you talk about the, when you're talking about on uh, Monday or Tuesday? Uh, we were just talking about yeah. the Gilbert Goons. It's the Goons. The yeah. 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 So that for sure, big deal. Chad mentioned the election. Obviously, that's going to be a big deal. But really from a local focus, I mean, you guys today were talking about, you know, Senator Cinema. Is she going to be in? Yeah. Is she not going to be in? You know, what's going on there? Ruben Gallego, Carrie Lake. We have a huge senator election out here. We'll be talking about all of that. Are you bringing guests in or is it mostly Yeah, gonna be, yeah guests too? Yes, all right. Like You're that. our legal expert here at the wow. station. You're going to come on with us, Barry? I'm, every day you want me, I'll be cupcakes, here. We're going to have everything. Well, if you have it's, cupcakes, I'll definitely be it's here. It's a party. It's Starts Monday, 2 p.m. Chris and Joe, be prepared, people. You hang on to your hats and glasses. It's the wildest ride in the wilderness.